You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I I was the iceberg in uh, a Titanic spoof <laughs> that we did in the eighth grade. <laughs> That's great. I forgot about that. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do. Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable. Ready, set, hunt. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Tide is here with me. Welcome back this week, bud. Yeah, I'm happy to be here to ruin some people's days and, you know, piss off many more. <laughs> That's what I live for. It's it's literally the best part of my day. But you you do it by just being you. That's the best part. I know. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> How much uh, money have you lost on the NHL playoffs so far? My entire Bet365 <laughs> account is empty. I oh. bet it, I bet four hundred and twenty-two dollars on the Avs money line and the Oilers minus one and a half on Wednesday night, and uh, yeah, that didn't go well. That did not go well at all. <laughs> Joining- not that I remember the game, but. <laughs> Joining the show today will be Chris Bickford. He is a screenwriter, and he has written a movie that is going to be centered around the Hamilton Tiger Cats called Kick. They just need the money to make it happen. Uh, I'm excited uh, to talk to Chris. I'm excited to just for the prospect of having a CFL movie. I mean, Tide, do you have acting experience? I'm trying to remember. Were you in the eighth grade Les Mis production or ninth grade? No, I I, I was the nerd that videotaped it. <laughs> uh, but in grade five or grade six, I played the dog in Annie. <laughs> okay, so maybe, maybe there's a behind the camera role for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I was a leading man. In, uh, well, okay. So in Les Mis, I was not Jean Valjean. No, but you, you were master of the house. I was master of the house. I, I was the iceberg in, uh, a Titanic spoof <laughs> that we did in the eighth grade. <laughs> That's great. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I, I, I won uh, the drama award in high school. So I, I've got some experience. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I won intramural. I won the intramural award in grade seven and grade nine, and I didn't even play intramurals. What? How was that possible? I, I, I just refed, so that's why Lombard gave it to me, and he didn't have to do it. Well, I guess yeah, you were literally there every new hour. Yeah, I, I did not make a lot of friends in junior high because of it. <laughs> me included, obviously. Well, yeah, I only kicked you out every day. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's talk about some CFL news here because there was a story that surfaced from Arash Madani on 3downnation.com saying Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of uncertainty about a CFL season happening in 2021. From my perspective, 
That's not really that surprising anymore, is it? Nope. So, caretaker Bob said that this whole thing's silly. I guarantee that the Hamilton Tiger Cats will be playing in 2021. He did not say who they would play. (laughs) (laughs) He he did not reveal that, if it would be a scrimmage or if they would be playing the McMaster Marauders (laughs) or what's going to happen. But uh, caretaker Bob looks pretty Pretty committed to a 2021. And you know what? I, I fully believe if we had nine caretaker bobs in the Canadian Football League, there probably would have been football last year. Uh, probably, yep. That's that's a pretty fair assumption. Uh, but yeah, I, when he said that, I'm like, I, I don't know Like, if there's no league, I'd, or not no league, but if there's no games this season, who are they going to play? Yeah. Um, unless they do, like right now, the Big Ten Network is full of inter squad games. <laughs> That's on, what on they're showing. <laughs> it, and yeah, they're showing it's it's like the Scarlet and Gray game or whatever from Rutgers. I'm like, hey, well, a Big Ten football blows, so I'm not going to watch it. But <laughs> there's people that watch those like every time they're on. So if, if Hamilton's going to do that, I don't know if people would. Well, I, if they could have people in the stands, I'm sure people would go just because you know hungry enough for football yeah right now especially with a year off or and maybe a little more but i just yeah i I don't the way the way everything's going i would not be surprised if we don't see cfl football till 2022 and who knows what that's going to look like depending on how this year goes so i i I, i'm waiting for good news before i even get hopes up may hope up at all yeah that's probably uh, the best way to go about things right now as far as the prospect of fans in the stands this is pretty interesting. If the Leafs and Habs series goes six, they're going to have 12% mm-hmm. capacity in Montreal, which is 2,500 mm-hmm. people. So if there were CFL football, you got to assume that outdoors, outdoor. yeah. they'd be able to do probably a little bit more than that, hey? Or you, or you could do what Carolina did, where they were allowed to have 12,000 people and just cram them all into the lower bowl. Because that made sense. That made, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to allow 5,000 people, but they're only allowed in one section. Yeah, they just crammed them all into the lower bowl so that it, like, you know, kept, like, the energy and stuff was there. Like, I get why they did it. Yeah, I know, but, like, I know. If you're, if, you're the, if you're the health official that say, yeah, okay, you can have, you know, 5,000 or 12,000 people, and then they do that, it's like, well, that, 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 that's not what you're supposed to do. No. <laughs> like... Might as well just but, fill it. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's a great move. Don't get me wrong. I found it hilarious. But <laughs> oh, This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation, proudly supporting community needs for 65 years. Whether someone is battling depression, fleeing domestic abuse, or worried about putting food on the table, it's times like these that inspire people to help others during a period of unprecedented needs. The Calgary Foundation is here to help. Through the generous support of donors, the Foundation offers a wide range of funding opportunities for organizations who share a common goal of building a healthy, giving, caring, and resilient community. One where everyone thrives. If you're a part of a registered charity looking for a grant, discover a wealth of resources at Cal. 
calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about the Calgary Foundation on their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Let's get to our conversation with Chris Bickford. And uh, jo- joining uh, Ty and myself right now is screenwriter Chris Bickford. And we're going to get into why he's here. But Chris, I- I'd love to just get to know you a little bit first. It's a CFL podcast. I just want to know your connection to the league. Like, when did you become a fan? The players you remember watching growing up. Who was your favorite team? Oh, geez. Okay, I got to say, I got to say Doug Flutie. As a player, oh. he was the ultimate of course, every every small guy's sort of uh, icon, Doug Flutie. He was what was he five nine, and he dominated the league for so many years. Um, before him, going way way back, I like the old Argo teams. Didn't matter who was who was uh, on the teams. Uh, then I I went to uh, high school and university in Ottawa, so I became a uh, Rough Rider slash Renegade slash Red Blacks fan, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned it before. I've got seven brothers and sisters. They're all American. I'm the only Canadian. Wow. So, yeah, so when we were living in the States, street football was like the thing to do. Like that was the that was the hot thing to do. So I always had like a CFL jersey and nobody knew what the CFL was, but uh I proudly repped the league back then. So Wow, this is so cool. I, I, I love that you're in sort of that film slash television industry. You've got so many writing credits under your belt. You're working on something really cool right now. Yeah. Before we really uh, get to that, I, I wanted to ask you about your professional career because you started on, well, in front of the camera at quite a young age, didn't you? Yeah, I started on a on a TV series called You Can't Do That on Television. Uh, really warped, bizarre, and perverse series in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, look at looking back on it, it it was amazing that I mean you could never put something like that on air now. I don't think. Um, you know, they had kids in front of firing squads, kids in dungeons. <laughs> it was it was sketch comedy. It was almost identical to Saturday Night okay, Live, but yeah. for for teenagers and kids. So uh, I was on it for the last two years, uh, and it played in, I think it played in over 100 countries and was dubbed in a number of different languages. Um, so yeah, I started with that, and then I did the, the acting thing in L.A., Vancouver, and Toronto for about 10 years. Then I dropped all of it, went to teacher's college, uh, got a couple of degrees, and I, I really wanted to get back into the industry, so I did uh, reality TV. I produced a couple of reality TV shows. Uh, one of them was for Bonham Mary Productions, and they're known for keeping up with the Kardashians. wasn't my dream gig. I always wanted to do film, so that's why the last year I've moved into feature films. So uh, we got one film that Tarantino's cinematographer wants to direct, so that's kind of cool. And uh, obviously the CFL film, which is how you guys heard about me. Yeah, I mean, through all of your travels, is this CFL fandom like burning underneath? Like, I, 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 I'm just going to assume you didn't really talk to many people that, hey, did you watch the Ryder Bomber game over the weekend or something like that? You're kind of like on your own island, even within your family mm-hmm. that way. Absolutely, pretty much. And, and I think it's a shame. Um, there was an article in the... 
Toronto Sun, Ottawa Sun, I I made some some suggestions to the CFL, and it made it into those papers, those suggestions. I don't know if you had a chance to read them, but, you know, I, I think the CFL is on the cusp of, you know, being a, a major league, like financially and in terms of exposure, with or without the XFL. I always say I don't think the CFL has a problem with their product. They have a problem with the way they market their product, right. the way they deliver it to the public. Um, I really do think the CFL could be like a major league product on the same level as the other major leagues, NBA, NHL. It could be right up there. Um, if you look back at the NBA in like the, the early 1980s, late 70s, it's not that long ago, but they were teams were getting about 7,000 fans per game. That's it. Um, their average player was making about $60,000 for an 82-game 82 uh, game schedule. Uh, and then they kind of reinvented it at the NBA. They rebranded it, and suddenly now each team is worth $2.2 billion. So it's the same game as it was 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. They just rebranded it, and I think the CFL needs to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with that. I mean, because there is a die-hard, you know, base that will live and die by the league and by the Grey Cup and all of that stuff. There, there's something still special there. I truly believe that. And you want to showcase that in a movie. Uh, Absolutely. I, I want to know about this project uh, from the from from the beginning. How did it all start? For sure. Um, I was speaking with uh, the CEO of one of the teams. Uh, and a couple of their executives, and they were asking me how I thought, you know, we could bring in a younger demographic to the CFL because obviously most of their fans are 55 and up. Uh, an aging demographic doesn't bode well from a business standpoint. So I said, why not just why not do a movie similar to the Mighty Ducks, uh, but have the CFL as a background? Yeah. So. If you look at what the mighty what happened with the Mighty Ducks that that movie franchise, like it hooked a whole generation or two generations of kids on the Anaheim NHL team. So I think you know the idea of, of kind of making a, a movie coincide with the CFL seems like a no brainer. So I wrote a film called Kick, and it's about uh, four twelve year old Hamilton boys. They're they're all on the wrong side of the tracks. They don't really have any parental supervision. Their lives aren't Is there a right side of the tracks in Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> you said that. I didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, so these kids have a really tough life. And in the script, the Ticats suck. Uh, they, they lose their first seven games. And uh, eventually, you know, some things happen and the kids start winning in their lives and the Ticats start winning games. And then it's sort of a feel-good, happy ending story. What's it like being an Argo fan growing up, like you said, and then writing a movie about the Ticats actually being good? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it seems like that would hurt. Uh, actually, actually, to be honest with you, I mean, my heart's with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm an Ottawa guy. Uh, the reason why we picked Hamilton is because the the production company that my business partner owns uh, they're located in Hamilton, so it, it's a, logistically it's a lot easier to to shoot in Hamilton, and uh, all the equipment's there, the crew is all there, so it just makes sense to to, to focus on Hamilton. You know, Hamilton's got that tough, 
exterior. Now, I don't know if it's, you know, the same city it was in the 70s, you know, when the legends like Angelo Mosca were playing there. But I, I just love the thought of this story that somebody growing up in Hamilton, around Hamilton, can, you know, pop on Netflix and see this movie from their town with a team that they're familiar with. Exactly. exactly. I, I love the <laughs> thought of this. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't get to mix their their passion and their profession. The right. People get to do both. I think that's what everybody should be able to strive for. That, to me, kind of seems like what you're achieving here a little bit. Yeah, if we pull it off, I mean, it's it's not a done deal yeah, by any yeah. stretch. Um. So we're we're offering to pay uh, for the four week shoot and the six week edit, and then we would complete the film. And throughout that time, we'd be in talks with Netflix to ensure that the product we make, the movie we make, uh, aligns with what they want and what they need. So you don't just make something and then kind of hopefully they'll buy it. Like you're in talks with them throughout. Uh, so we're willing to pay for the four week shoot, six week edit, all the casting. Um, but we we need like nine hundred thousand US in order to actually get the film made. So I'm talking to uh, CFL head office, um, also CEOs from a couple of different teams. Ticats reached out to me a couple of days ago. Wow! Uh, not a lot of people want to part with you know nine hundred thousand US dollars though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm in the league, uh, in, in the coaching ranks and the, and the, the CEOs have some enthusiasm about it as well, except, you know, people don't want to pay for, that's a lot of money. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at now. So we're just going to see, uh, see what happens. So it's going to take somebody with some money who comes in and, uh, and ponies up. No, like I, I, I see, and the reason that we've been able to connect with you is because I see you hustling on Twitter, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, tr- trying. trying to make those connections on there. Are you new, new to the platform? I am. Yeah, I'm not, I, I avoided it like a plague, and then I thought, you know, it's a it's a way to reach out to, to certain people. So I've started using it reluctantly, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but we had a it's we had the a worst. With, we had a meeting with the band Kiss uh, like two or three days ago, I guess. Um, to try to get them to partner. Holy uh, crap, man! Like, <laughs> you, yeah, you sound so humble and on. Yeah, you know, I, I just talked to Gene Simmons yesterday, or you know, <laughs> his people. Like that's but, but that's pretty cool. You know, they haven't. Uh, we made our proposal to them, uh, and they haven't gotten back to us yet. So we might never hear from them again. Right. Or or we might, you know, strike a deal with them tomorrow. You know, that's kind of the stressful part of doing this. Is uh, there's a lot of balls in the air. There's a lot of moving pieces and it might work and it might not. So, well, that's kind of like where we are with a, a season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I actually had, I actually had uh, uh, to give you an idea of a typical day for trying to get this movie going. Uh, one of my, one of my plans or one of my ideas is to get like a, an NFL Super Bowl winning, star quarterback playing the tie cat quarterback because in the script the tie cat quarterback is old he's beaten up his knees are shot so i found 
a Super Bowl winning Pro Bowl quarterback um, to play the role. So we've been talking for quite some time. And uh, mm. anyway, he got mad at me because I was being too pushy. So kind of dropped the ball there. But anyway, we're, we're, we're trying to bring in a bunch of different elements and, and hopefully it'll work out. Netflix has 200 million subscribers. So yeah. if, you get a movie, if you get a movie called Kick that's targeting 12-year-old kids, suddenly every kid in Canada is going to want to buy a Ticat jersey, right? Yeah. That's kind of the idea. And so we'll see what happens. So speaking from your perspective, it almost seems like there's more content than ever. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say it's, you know, easier to make a, make a movie or anything, but it's almost like you don't really need to have that one that gets into the theaters and sells all these tickets Right, Netflix is just massive, and it seems like some yeah. mm-hmm. even smaller projects can make it onto the platform and gain quite the following. Yeah, it's it's certainly possible. It's tough. I mean, the criteria is really tough. I could I couldn't do it by myself. Right. Uh, the only reason you know that I have a shot of doing it is because I partnered with the production company uh, who likes my work uh, in in uh, Burlington Hamilton area, just outside of Toronto. So they're the ones who have like, you know, they got $5 million worth of equipment and a full-time crew of 17 and they're in contact with Netflix all the time. So, you know, without them, I, I, my ideas would just be ideas. They wouldn't go anywhere. Well, I, I love this idea and the fact that it could possibly happen on, on three down nation.com. They did mention that you only needed to secure 20% uh, of the remaining budget. Is that accurate? Uh, that you've it's pretty accurate. I mean, the, we ju- we just did a, f- a full budget today, like like unbelievably detailed and okay, yeah. Um, but like the bottom line is, bottom line is we pay for the four week shoot and the six week edit, which can be very expensive, as you can imagine, if you've got right. people working on it and and the the company can't work on anything else during that time, so they're losing work. So. That's what we're putting into it, uh, and we can get it made with nine hundred thousand cash U.S. Nice. And that obviously goes to actors, um, but there's there's one actress she's nominated for Academy Award. I won't say who she is, but she's like a superstar, um, gorgeous woman. Like she's amazing on on every level, and her manager is, is going to circle back to us when she's finished her shoot. So it'll be it'll be easy to get bigger, like pretty big actors. It's just you need that money in the bank to sports team. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to uh, to go to the to the agent and say, "I want right. this player. Here, here's a pile of cash on the table. This is what we're offering." If you don't have a pile of cash to put on the table, that you're not going to get anywhere. Like I mean, it, it sounds to me like you've got a pretty solid plan. It, it seems to me like it's further away than you're letting on. You're kind of like trying to keep the expectations low, and and I get it. Well, it's, but it's, we're ready. Like we're ready to go now. But I mean, yeah. who's gonna who's gonna pony up nine hundred thousand? Right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the tricky part. I mean, it's certainly possible. It's out there. I always say if nine CFL teams came in with like eighty thousand, that's it we could do it. Like we could cover the rest. Uh, 80,000 is like the price of a nice car. So, so it's close, but it's, you know, there's no guarantees. 
I, I love the idea and the prospect of uh, you getting, you know, tie Cats fans as extras in the stands and yeah. uh, all of this yeah. sort of stuff. So, I mean, us fans should probably look out for something like that, no? Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> if it goes any further, of course. <laughs> if it goes any further, for sure. Um, yeah, so the tie Cats they called us, uh, they emailed me. I just talked to them today, and I talked to them a couple of days ago. So they're they're willing to uh, let us, you know, shoot in the stadium and uh, use the field, shoot shoot on the field, shoot the stadium, uh, use their brand, etc. Um, but they, from what they're saying now, you never know; it could change. But for now, they're not willing to invest any capital cash. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, overall, the film industry. What effects have you seen? Uh, like the rest of the world has seen since, you know, last March? Oh, because of COVID? Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Netflix, they have, uh, because of COVID, directly because of COVID, they now have a, a record number of subscribers. <laughs> you know, from what I understand, like alcohol sales have not been uh, affected by COVID. And uh, Netflix, people, people want to... <laughs> It's true. You know, people want to Alcohol watch sales might have went up. So that's what we that's what we tell our investors is like this is a this is a solid investment because everybody's watching movies right now. There's not a whole lot else to do. So now I'm trying to remember. I won the drama award in twelfth grade in high school in Lloyd Minster uh, on the Alberta side. Um, right does that gain me? Any ins on having an on-screen role? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! If you've got if you got nine hundred k, you can you can be the star. So I can that. buy my way onto. Right. Okay, you can Travis be- is making radio money, so I don't think he's got that. Well, and my Bitcoin just crashed, so <laughs> there you go. There so, you go. so I need to buy some more of that and let it go uh, to the moon, and then I can buy my way into the film. I like this. <laughs> For sure, for sure, absolutely. You're, you're, you're more than your plan is flawless. <laughs> it, it has it has been kind of fun because like a lot of the coaches and players who I've idolized over you know, you know my whole adult life and childhood, a lot of them are reaching out and asking for roles and stuff. So are they? Kinda, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Kind of cool to see that. And we we we'll definitely need some. Um, we'll need. Some players and we'll need coaches of course kind of because there's two there's two big games if we get to shoot it the way we want to shoot it the way i want to shoot it there's two big games there's where you actually have live game action um see that that's where it gets more expensive right yeah of course mm-hmm. you ever see a movie called buffalo 66 i have not i'm i'll tell you, I'll tell you really quickly okay it was, um the whole premise of the movie was about um uh, the Buffalo kicker missing the field goal for the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. It was wide left or whatever. But anyway. Scott Norwood. That two ways. They could have shot it like when they're actually in the stadium and they simulate the game with 80,000 fans. And and that would be very expensive to shoot that way. Instead, they just had a kid watching TV as the mm. field goal was missed. So anyway but yeah if if we if we're able to do it our way there's two big games that will actually be like on the field shooting uh first one is well, tie cats lose seven straight and then they finally win one in toronto on the road like they just kind of get their act together lots of hard hits 
uh, diving catches, long field goals, pick sixes, like super dr- super drama, slow mo, rocky music, um, <laughs> and then the uh, the final game is the Grey Cup. The Thai Cats make it to the Grey Cup, which is like the odds of them doing it were like nine hundred to one. Like there was no way there. And at halftime in the Grey Cup, they're down thirty three to three. And it's pouring rain. They're playing against the the powerful Calgary Stampeders. And then they just adjust their game plan at halftime and they start confusing Calgary's quarterback. And uh, they just kind of scratch and claw their way back into the game. So, like, if we could shoot those two games, it would be, like, so awesome. But I don't know if the budget would allow it. As a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan, watching the Stampeders lose in the Grey Cup and having that, Forever on Netflix. <laughs> it's almost as, it's almost better than the Riders winning a Great Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. That's hilarious. So, yeah. so, so that that the prospect of that makes me happen. I love the passion that you you speak with and the hustle you're showing to make this project happen. I can't wait to see it. Can you talk about anything else you've got on the go right now, or is this uh, kind of your focus? You, uh, I can tell you one more thing, then I got to jump off. Unfortunately, um, there, yeah, there's one movie called The Consultant. It's yeah, about uh, kind of a crime thriller. Uh, that one, same thing. We're looking for financing, but the guy who wants to direct it uh, is uh, was Quentin Tarantino's cinematographer on Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, wow. He also did uh, American Psycho with Christian Bale. So he he's a cinematographer. That's the guy who kind of creates the whole image, the whole vibe of a movie. A cinematographer that speaks for itself, um, but he wants to direct this one. So, again, same situation, trying to get the money yeah. for it. Awesome, yeah. Chris Bick Ford. Thank you so much for joining the show, telling us about this possible CFL project you have on the go called Kick. Exactly, we're behind you. We want to see this happen, so keep her going. We'll support you the way we can, and uh, you keep doing what you're doing, and we hope to see it soon, okay? What a, what a great interview. You guys do a great job. Thanks very much. Thanks again to Chris Bickford, a screenwriter, for joining Two and Out this week. Ty, I got to tell you, like, he's got more of a plan than the league does. <laughs> He's got more of a plan than a lot of businesses and leagues do, it seems like. More of a plan than we do. <laughs> well, I mean, that, like, that's hard. <laughs> the this... fact that you had to text in a group chat so there was witnesses to tell me we were recording today <laughs> gives the people an idea of how good of planners we are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to take my shot with getting a, with getting a role in the movie. It, it I'll, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> yeah, just, just, but it, like he let you down easy. He did. That was the most yeah. gent, gentle way to do it. Like I, <laughs> but still at the door open if you come across nine hundred grand. That's true. That's true. So if there's going to be another treasure hunt, or if I go on History Channel's alone, uh. I might be able to win a pile of cash in a short amount of time. <laughs> and I think going on a loan would be a good weight loss plan. I instantly have leg up on the competition. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, yeah, you'd go days. You'd yeah. be grumpy. 
as all hell, but I think you'd outlast people. We're 80 days sure. in, you know, I'm, I'm down 95 pounds and I feel good. You haven't ate anything except like maybe a couple leaves. <laughs> Oh, there it is. There's the way I can make money in like nine weeks. I, I just got to. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I see no fault in this plan at all. <laughs> this episode of To It Out is brought to you by Rumi. Cold drafts, flickering lights. And where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. Visit Rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. Me and DIY do not mix. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as evidenced on this podcast earlier before so in previous episodes the guy on the video call would say step away from the drywall <laughs> step away from the toilet and we'll send somebody your way <laughs> yeah 100 percent uh that does it for this week ty have you decided what you're doing for your may long weekend I'll give you one guess. <laughs> You'll be uh, sitting around a fire, pounding Bud Lights, and that you'll probably drink about 62 of them throughout the four days. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll lose about six pounds because you're just so dehydrated. And then... Uh, <laughs> It'll snow six inches. (laughs) It'll give you a way to keep your Bud Lights cold. (laughs) (laughs) I am I am not going to the lake. I was going to say. Then you'll get home on Monday, and uh, you're going to say you'll never do that again until next May long. (laughs) I I am I am playing golf Friday Saturday. Yeah. We we drove to, we drove two hours to golf yesterday in Spiritwood. What a waste of time that was. Good good thing it was two for one. Just like uh, the Oilers will be joining you on the course in you know oh, oh, a week oh, and ha, a half. Ha, ha. <laughs> Devils in the playoffs or no? No. Oh, weird. Yeah, They're okay. not going to be in the playoffs for half a decade at least. <laughs> <laughs> weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. And we'll talk to you again in about a week and a half. Have a good May Long weekend. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.